I think there are players that aren't aware. Like they may not even know how to read the scoreboard. We need we need to start the show. We need to start the show right now. We're we're vibing. We're juiced. You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Hey, so we just kind of got on one about players celebrating excessively when they're getting their shit pushed in. Like when they're losing. I'm all about the celebrations. Don't get me wrong. But my question was, do players lose all emotional like stability when they catch a football in the end zone? Like does it flip a switch inside of them and they forget the fact that they're live, prime time, the only game on television, losing by 20 points? I mean, yes. Is that what we decided right away? Like it was an easy yes. There are people out there that forget that they're being embarrassed actively. Yeah, you said there's players that lose awareness, and then I said there's players in the league that probably don't know how to read the scoreboard. I see. So I think there's players that are just, they just aren't aware at all times. Like they can't count. Exactly. Is Deontay one of them, you think? I would not be surprised. Um, Absolutely. Like there's. I'm just looking at how many touchdowns he scored this year. It's three. Yeah, Last so year, he scored zero. He's like, I scored a touchdown. Let's go. <laughs> he's like Bobby Boucher. <laughs> <laughs> so the poor guy was just probably like, finally, I'm in. He's like, I've been waiting to do this dance all year. He's like, gang sign, gang sign. I told my mom I would do this for her. It's our secret language. Okay. <laughs> okay. I stand on business. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm glad we got that out of our How's system. That, <laughs> awareness. Uh, another player this week that didn't have a lot of awareness, Kadarius Tony. Mm. Yeah. What about that offsides? Did you see? I see. I've seen so many pictures of this, and I had the game on. Um, but lately the games have just kind of been on, like I've got some shit going on. I've been paying attention very loosely. I am watching football. Um, but I didn't see the play. And then I was spoiled by social media because of course the sleuths are all over it. I've saw, I saw one where he was standing on like the 50 yard line, like behind the defenders, uh, the memes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, they were like, the chiefs are mad about this call right here. And it's, yeah, the. Canarius Tony standing next. He's like in the end next to a linebacker. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. So I don't know what to believe. I think the last one I saw, he was like two yards offsides. Like Uh, he was like half a yard. Okay. He was like half a yard. So it wasn't that bad. It was like his foot was was in front of the football. Yeah. Yeah. So about Tony, let's not talk about the penalty. I did see. um, Actually, wait. You weren't watching at that point in the game. I wasn't glued to it at that point in the game. No. Man, that was the glue. Yeah, no, I wasn't glued to it. <laughs> that, was the, that was the time. I'm trying to think. I saw, I'm trying to think of the player that I saw, respected, very respected player, that basically said the offense, they get, uh, they get some leeway with that penalty. Yeah. It was, what they said was, it's been called... Ten times, I think, this season. They said it was supposed to be a point of emphasis. 
don't hold me to this number. I'm not trying to just get it wrong wow. on purpose. But it's been called 10 times, and something like seven of the 10 times were on tush pushes. So you know what team oh. that is. Right. Two of the 10 times were on wide receivers, and one of them was last game. The, the argument was that most of the time, the player, the coach gets a warning. The coach, like, they'll let the play go on. And, and because it, does, it, it doesn't matter, it doesn't affect the play at all. It doesn't affect the play in the least bit. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Well, uh, a lot of times the ref will be like, hey, dude, you're, you're standing over the line. They'll tell them to back up. Or the receiver will – you always see the receivers when they line up, they, like, put their hand out to yes. the official. They, like, point at them, and the official will give them, like, a nod, like, you're good. But none of that happened on that play, which I think was kind of what they were mad about. Like, yeah, they were like, so. well, you didn't tell us we were off sides, so – well, beside the fact. <laughs> so what, how are we supposed to know? Let's not debate whether or not it was. Kadarius Tony doesn't know geometry, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm worried about Kansas City. I'm really worried about the wide receivers in Kansas City. It's clear and obvious. Last week, I think if it wasn't last week, it was the week before where we talked about how there are teams in the league who – play well look at the Browns Joe Flacco's won another game he has scored like one fewer touchdown than I can't even remember his name in Pittsburgh Kenny Pickett Kenny Pickett with seven quarters played yeah and it's on the back of guys like really sad like Amari Cooper you know we named there's a wide receiver there and they've got others it's not just Amari Cooper they have real weapons in Cleveland Kansas City seems it's like Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes and that's it like it might as well be the three of us being three wide. Imagine. Like, literally, honestly. I say that as a joke a lot of times. Yeah. But imagine Corey taking a block, right? And then, you know, Daniel runs the slant, and I just run as fast as I can until I throw up. It's the same. <laughs> it's, the exact, it's the exact same thing happening in Kansas City right now. Are they fucked? They can't win a Super Bowl. Uh, I do like Rasheed Rice. I like Rasheed Rice. I do like Rasheed Rice. They just don't want to use him enough. Like, he should no, be really utilized. Like, he should be getting 10 targets a game with the shape that their offense is in. Because like their running backs aren't healthy either. Yeah, they're like a weapon away from C. Rice really being a superstar. And by the way, I, I don't know if I went off about this before, but Isaiah Pacheco, aside from any Colts player and Jared Goff, he's my favorite player in the league. And it's why? the way – why – Yes, and it's not just effort. He he plays the game like the game is meant to be played. He's not the fastest dude. He's not the most agile. He's not the biggest. He's not the he's not the quickest. But Isaiah Pacheco just he literally runs until the other team puts him on the ground. Like, and I know we like there's a lot of other like a lot of guys I talk to about this. So like, well, Marshawn Lynch was kind of like that. Not necessarily like Isaiah Pacheco just just moves forward at a, at a reckless reckless abandon and just you have to put him on the ground. Where like I feel like a lot of running backs, uh, as soon as they get wrapped up, they just kind of go down to like avoid that second guy coming in and blowing their head off. But Isaiah Pacheco, just the effort, he literally plays the game like you're supposed to play. You just move forward until they put you on the ground. But that, that's why I love him. So, Daniel, you had mentioned <clears throat> wisely how important it was to get Rasheed Rice more involved. You said 10 targets a game. Last three games, Buffalo, 10 targets. Green Bay, 9 targets. Las Vegas, 10 targets. 
and in those games in fantasy, so you can noise. Get, so you can get an idea of, yeah. of production. Uh, week twelve against Las Vegas, he was wide receiver three, with one hundred and seven yards and a touchdown. Week thirteen yeah. against Green Bay, that's the week he only had nine targets, wide receiver twenty two, and last week against Buffalo, wide receiver twelve. So clearly, we can see that now that he is being more utilized, he is effective. Maybe that's their way out. I think that maybe that's their only way out. Yeah, and I, I would have to analyze those targets a little bit more. Um, like Corey said, with Isaiah Pacheco, the team is different when he's in there. And when he's not in there, the the ball just doesn't move as well. Um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is not the guy. What a bummer. Um, and so when Pacheco's out, and then McKinnon's been out too. He's like their, their pass-catching back. So then, you know, are they targeting him down the field? Is it just long bombs? They need to be getting the ball in his hands and let him make plays too, like quick slants. They need to be setting screens. They they can't just give him targets. They need to get him catches. So I know that sounds weird, but like you're talking about with nine and ten targets, him being wide receiver twenties and twelve. It's like he should be getting, you know, like the line on that Vegas game, you know, multiple catches, like six seven catches over hundred yards, touchdown, like. They need to just get him, get it in his hands somehow. Like get your playmakers involved. It's as simple as that. Is Kelsey? How many more years do you guys realistically see Kelsey playing? Uh, this think, could be his last year. I think any I, year I could be his last year. I don't think it is. Um, I think he's got two or three more years. I think he could play not to forty, but I think he could get pretty damn close to forty. He's missed. He hasn't missed any games. He's still Travis Kelsey. Like, there are there are tight ends, and I don't know. I think it's maybe their body. Like, I, I wish I knew the game history better. But the tight end position is one that's really kind of like linemen. Like, we see linemen that get to 37, 38, 39 years old, and they're still playing. The elite ones remain elite. Like, they don't fall off there. And it's because of... I think it's because of the utility that the great tight ends have. Kelsey demands a presence on the field because he can block. That skill set doesn't seem to fall off the same way a wide receiver does. We don't need him to be a 4-4 guy into his, 30, into his late 30s. He can be a 4-7 guy or a 4-6 guy and just be bigger and stronger and braver than everybody else and still make that catch in the middle. And if his body's healthy, I don't see why he won't do it. I don't think it's close to end to the end for Travis Kelsey. I think we've got two or three more years. I mean, I mean, I say that obviously anything could happen. A catastrophic injury, and his career is over. Um, but outside uh, of that, uh, I think we got two or three more years. I feel like on one of the Sunday night broadcasts recently, Al Michaels or somebody was talking about, he said he said his body's really taking a toll and that this could be his last year. Really? Uh, players say that all the time. I wonder if it's a contract year. You think both the Kelseys will retire together? Oh, there's a chance. They're both flirting with it. That's definitely a chance. There's, yeah. It is crazy how dominant... Travis Kelsey has been. Speaking of retire, uh, Bill Belichick. Have we? We haven't really talked about this. I think we like poked no, at it. A it's little hard bit. to believe. 
It's really it's hard, hard to believe. Do you guys believe it? I do. I, I, I was hearing stuff early in the season that they were like reporting that he was already going to Washington and shit. It's like yeah, this, so shit, this it's been London going game? on. It, when was the London game? They, they there's a report that came out that that's when Robert Kraft called it. Yes, that's what that I saw after too. the London game. Bill Belichick's gone, and like he's you know still been playing, but. I wanted to see when that London game happened because that might line up for when you started hearing stuff, Corey. I mean, I feel like I I heard Belichick to Washington real early in the season. I heard it too. And I also saw the report. Yeah, I saw the same thing, Daniel. The London game after that shit show, uh, it was decided. I can't remember who they played in in London. It was the Colts. It was the Colts, dude. Okay. Yeah, because it was 10 to 6, the ugliest game of all year. God. And that was, so that was on the 12th of November. So a month ago. Wow. Yeah, they need, they need to go in a new direction. I mean, they've been it's just pretty... time for a fresh start. Yeah, absolutely. Did you, see, did you see the press conference with Bill? I didn't need like to see this it. Week? it was, yeah. You don't need to see it's classic. It's classic. Hey, Bill. Bill um, rumors coming out. Um, Robert Kraft had the conversation with you that you're not going to be the coach anymore. What do you think about that? Can you imagine? Yeah, I'm just worried, worried I mean, about Kansas City. Can you really imagine asking that question? Like, I understand you have a job to do. Like, you're trying to get the story, right? But come the fuck on. This is the equivalent. Asking Bill Belichick in a post game press conference about the future of his career is essentially as stupid as doing a touchdown celebration for 15 minutes in the end zone when you're losing by 30 points. Like, it's essentially the same level of fucking stupid. You're not going to get anywhere with it. I mean, no. what and the they, fuck? They know that. They're trying to get him to slip. Because okay. then he says, we're just worried about Kansas City. You're going like, oh, to be the we guy. We understand you're worried about Kansas City, Bill. Where do you and uh, Robert Kraft stand? Like, is your relationship good? I'm just worried about Kansas City. Just getting ready for Kansas City. Yeah, why why would you ever think you'd be successful in that scenario? Has Bill Belichick ever slipped? You're literally no. just wasting a question. Like you're literally yeah, you really wasting four in a row. Everybody I watched dying. the press conference. Everyone was digging in, digging four in, in all his row. his answer was the exact same. Getting ready for Kansas City. I cannot imagine being that dumb. Getting ready for Kansas City. Imagine asking Bill. Like I do good impressions, Daniel. Like I said, to you idiots. Getting ready for Kansas City. <laughs> Wouldn't it be better to ask Bill a question that he didn't see coming? Like for hey Bill, sake. what'd you have for dinner last night? <laughs> right. I feel like that's a better question. I'm getting ready for Kansas City. He might still say that. He might still say. Bill, that. is your dog going to be doing any drafting this year? Um, <laughs> right now, my dog and I are just sitting down looking at Kansas City. Um, yeah, we're looking at the we'll Kansas worry, City. We're not worried about the draft uh, at the end of the year, but right now, yeah, the, the the dog and I are we're in a good spot. We're we're just looking at Kansas City. Little little bingo, Lex. What do you see is about Kansas City? So, oh my God, I just had a brilliant idea, fellas. We should do a whole episode where me and Tony interview Bill Belichick, but it's like. <laughs> It's just like the name of the show. We got Bill Belichick, and it's just me. Like, we don't disclose anything. It's just me and Tony interviewing Daniel, and he just talks like that the whole time. And anybody who listens is going to be like, holy shit. Holy crap. And all you have to do, Daniel, is say the same thing for a half hour. And they'll believe it. We're getting ready for battle. 
moms. We're going to run for Kansas City. <laughs> okay. Like I said before, morons. <laughs> oh, what else? They just um, kept asking him. Like, Bill, we understand you're getting ready for Kansas City, but but are you? <laughs> are you are you gonna be the coach or what? In in, in your getting ready for Kansas City, are you coaching next year or what? And he's like, Yeah, I'm getting ready for Kansas City. Uh, okay, <laughs> so okay, it's, it's okay. my time up. All right, can I can I I can I can leave. All right, see ya, Daniel. That's a different episode. This is a, we're already doing a different episode now. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna have to cut out what I said so they don't expect it. I'm not cutting it out. Mm. Nope. I haven't made an Everyone edit mid show. Will you shut the fuck up about it, Daniel? God damn. I'm just getting ready for Kansas City over here. Okay. Okay. I'm accepting it. This I've already moved on to acceptance. Um who's not getting ready for Kansas City is uh Trevor not Trevor Lawrence, Jesus. Um, Justin Herbert. Another star quarterback out for the rest of the season. Did the Chargers have a chance? They were done anyway, weren't they? They they were, yeah, for sure. Brandon Staley is gone. What a shame. So let's call it right now. Where's Bill coaching? Let's call it early. December 13th, because I heard rumors of the L.A. Chargers. We heard rumors already from Washington. So you could pick... L.A. Chargers, Washington, or wild card team? What do you, well, you think? Got, you got Car- Carolina's in there. They're about to lose. Well, they already lost Frank Reich. There you go, Darkness. Uh, Panthers are going to be on that list. Um, but I think from, uh, I mean, the Chargers are just probably going to be it, right? It's L.A. They've been struggling so. to find a coach for Justin Herbert. If you bring Belichick in and it doesn't work, at that point, Justin Herbert just ain't the guy. As, as, as good as the, Justin Herbert. Okay. As good as I, I don't care what the stats look like, boys. He, Matt Schaub fucking lit it up for the Texans for like two or three years. He looked great. It, it ain't all about stats. It's about getting dubs. And if Bill Belichick comes in and Justin Herbert can't get dubs, maybe it's Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert has the best hair in the NFL. Imagine a world <laughs> where. Bill Belichick goes to the Chargers and brings Josh McDaniels with him. Does that change anything? Because I think that I think Josh McDaniels is a good example of a, of a coach who belongs as an offensive coordinator. And if he goes any higher up the ladder, he fucks everything up. I hate Josh McDaniels. Well, I do too. So he's I, such a doucher. He's a douche. Imagine it. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Then that's my prediction. I'm going to, I'm going to parlay it with a Josh McDaniels prediction. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's on a fan duel of uh, some bets here on where Bill will coach next year. Or you can find it somewhere. I'm sure it's there. Uh, what's up with, speaking of fan duel, what's up with Aaron Rodgers? Is he going to play or what? At this no, point, dude. there's no way he plays, right? The Jets are not going to be in contention. Well, fuck. Let's look at that scenario. What's their record? I'm looking Let's right look now. 
Let's let's just hypothetically. Jets are five and eight. They Dude, got okay with what five weeks left? Four, four weeks left. So they could they, they have if to they won out they'd be over five hundred. Um, Miami, enough? Miami, Washington, Cleveland, and then the Patriots to close it out. Yikes! Tough sledding. Yeah, just the yeah, Miami Cleveland. God, they lost five straight there. Then blew out the fucking Texans. Are the Texans frauds? Um, no. I mean, are they? As- they're just, they're just a they're they're a football team trying to find their way. Like what that reminds me of is like early Andrew Luck. Like could be could be eight and two and then gets blown out by a shitty football team. Like they're just they got growing pains. New coach, new quarterback. It's gonna happen. Okay. Like the I think Texans could sneak into the playoffs, but um I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't, and I think they're just gonna be better next year. They lose Tank Dell. Nico yep. Collins goes out with a leg injury early, and then CJ Stroud goes out of the game with a concussion. What yeah. I am okay. not expecting to win that game. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I don't have a real strong opinion. I was just asking the question to get the conversation going. I don't have a strong I think, opinion. I think what Corey said, CJ Stroud is good enough for them to barely skirt into the playoffs. I don't think they can make any noise after that, but this is a team to look out for if they add a couple more pieces next couple years. For sure. They got a good coach. It's always yeah. impressive when you go from being that bad because they were bad for a while there. And you bring yeah, in a coach, coach of the year, coach and a rookie quarterback, and win that many football games. That's going to be, they're going to be scary moving forward. And it's crazy how the AFC South went from the worst division in football to they might have three playoff teams. So, um, yeah, it's, gross. it's been impressive. It's so gross. What's crazy is AFC South potentially has three, and the AFC North has four that's in. It's like there's AFC is just not that strong. Wow. Let's look at let's look at the standings real quick. Um, right. Yeah, this is a big this week. week. This is a big week for playoffs. God, the AFC is a fucking mess. You got yeah, it is the Pittsburgh like Steelers. Yeah, the Steelers are a six seed right now at seven and six, and then the all the way down to eleven, the Bills are seven and six. And then yeah. you got the Jag, you got the Jags at eight and five. They're struggling. The Browns, they're a good football team, but I don't. We'll. I always say these these backups come in, they'll eventually fall off. But it hasn't happened this year. Um, yeah. Flacco's we looking good. Don't want to see playoff Joe though. Playoff Joe, oh. man, that's scary. Yeah, real scary. Ooh. One Super Bowl, real scary. You know, I I said hey, if it, it wasn't was. for that Patriots team, they would have made like three straight AFC Championship games. <laughs> I knew you'd like that. I said it was a big week for playoff implications, <laughs> but it really isn't. In the AFC, no teams have clinched, and the only team that can clinch this week is Baltimore. All right, here, here's a question for you guys. So we got six, seven, and six teams that go from the six seed down, and then after that you've got four, five, and eight teams which are the Chargers, the Raiders, the Jets, the Titans. Do you think any of those four teams can sneak into the playoffs? 
pull something out here at the end of the season? Chargers, Raiders, Jets, Titans. Chargers, Raiders, Jets, Titans are all five and eight. Honestly, the team I like the most out of those four are the Titans. That's what I was going to say, too. <sighs> Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. Chargers, well, I think they're going to get there. Raiders. There's too many teams in the mix. I don't think they're going to get there. Not this year. I guess the Raiders, depending on their schedule, I could see it happening. I could Dude, see the that. Raiders. It wouldn't shock me if they won enough games to squeak in. Everything I, changed in my mind this past week when the Raiders and the Vikings were at zero to zero with like a minute uh, and a half left yeah, in the game. That was horrible. I did see most. I that game, that game was actually on. Yeah, that, maybe that's why I stopped watching. Yeah, that could be yeah. why I stopped paying attention. That'll make a man stop watching. That's for sure. But yeah, I I think just the way this season's gone, I could see one of those sinking in. I would pick but the Titans. It's tight here at the end. You got yeah. This is gonna be a wild end of the end of the season, especially for the AFC. I mean, the NFC is so top-heavy. You've got San Fran, Dallas, Eagles, and then Detroit, as long as Detroit's not a fraud. But what do you think? The NFC is wide open. You think they are? I, I, I'd have to do a little more research. They have I mean, had, like, four bad games in a row. Like, they, they haven't lost all of them, but their wins have been ugly recently. It's been a rough stretch. You got they beat the Bears 31-26, lost to the Packers who are aren't a bad football team 29-22, beat New Orleans 33-28, and then lost to Chicago 28-13. Division game, division game right there. That's a bad one though. Uh, That's a bad loss. It's a division game. Um yeah, they should have lost to the Bears before like 4 weeks ago too. Yeah. Final they beat four. the Saints when they were up on them like 21 to nothing. Final four games for the Lions. You've got Denver, tough game. You got Minnesota at Minnesota, at Dallas, and then home against Minnesota. Yikes. So two division games and two tough teams. Yeah. yeah. I mean, one's a borderline playoff team, the other one's good. It's like, God, that's a rough stretch for the Lions going into the playoffs. Come on, Jared Goff. We just got to get him to the playoffs and win that Super Bowl. Come on. Imagine. Imagine. Okay, uh, you guys want to do the bets? Sure. Yep. Hey, hold up. Do we have record for the year, Daniel? Yes. You are 21-17-2. Nice. Excellent. And then I am 17-22-1. Wow. So we got four weeks left and four games between us. All right, I'm going to have you read off the records here in a minute. What do you mean? He just did. Well, once we start the segment, you haven't hit the fucking button. Best bets of the week. Welcome back to Best Bets of the Week, the segment where Daniel and I square off every single week. We both bet on four games. I pick four spreads. Daniel picks four over unders. We tied 21, 17, and two. That's my record. Your record, Daniel? I thought I was going to throw you off more than that. No, no. what's your 17, record? 17, 22, and one. So I've got a nice lead on Danny. Uh, yep. The loser at the end of the year takes shots on the Super Bowl show. Always a good time. Oh no, what a punishment. 
I lost again. I bet that the San Francisco 49ers don't make the playoffs. Anybody want to do one touchdown? Uh, All right. First game of the week, I've got Kansas City. They're going to New England. Kansas City's eight and a half point favorites. Bill Bill Bella checked out. Um, Oh, oh, my God. That's good. Uh, It just came to me. Chiefs minus eight and a half. Oh, I like it. Um, That's also in mine. I do agree that the Chiefs should cover that eight and a half, but the over-under is 37, and I'm taking the under. It's in New England. The Chiefs have not looked all that hot recently, like what we were talking about, but the Patriots have just looked god-awful. So, got to be a give and take there. I think this is a low-scoring game, but I still think the Chiefs cover under 37. So, you've got like 28 to... Ten. Yeah. 28 to nine. Yeah. Because 10 would go over. Uh, second game of the week. That was my one o'clock window game. We've got a 406er. I kind of got a theme here this week. Oh, oh yeah, I do have a theme. I've got, uh, we got the 49ers traveling to Arizona. 49ers are on a roll again. As far as I know. Um, yep. And Arizona stinks. Arizona still stinks. Yep. Uh Oh, I lost my bets. Uh, So yeah, uh, San Fran minus 12 and a half. I've had some luck on these big favorites this year. Like, yeah, I don't think eight and a half. Like you're talking one of the best teams in the AFC against the worst team in the AFC there, Kansas City and New England, eight and a half, 12 and a half is closer for this 49ers Arizona game, but it should probably be like, it's, it's a two touchdown game. So it should be like 13 and a half or 14 and a half is what that spread should be. So uh, San Fran minus 12 and a half at the, the Cardinals. Tyler might get back a secret weapon that he hasn't had yet. I mean, yeah. we were texting about this. Michael Wilson will finally get to see because <clears throat> Marquise Brown, everything is pointing to him not getting a new contract next year. He is just not the guy. But Michael Wilson could change a game even if he doesn't have great stats. He's They're going to have to account for him. So hopefully he'll be back and make that game a little bit more competitive. Um, Thursday, Chargers at Raiders. Yikes. Um, Chargers lost Herbert, and we're dealing with Easton Stick. And the Raiders couldn't even put up a single point against the Vikings. I'm taking the under. Um, the under is, it's pretty low. I you think are it was not fun. afraid of these low unders. Nope, I am not. It's... Hold on, hold on. 34 and a half. Give me the under. It's going to be a bad Thursday game. Chargers at Raiders. It's just going to be just going to be a bad Thursday game. What do you know? What do you know? Hey, ho, hey, and what do you know? I just realized you, you didn't do that today. I, I didn't do it. You didn't do it. There it is. Better late than never. Better late than never. Um, my theme of the week is big, big name teams right now. Uh, the bills had a stinky record a couple weeks ago. They've since bounced back. This is the time of year when the good teams got to lock it in. They show up. You're going to find out who they are. The Dallas Cowboys traveled to the Buffalo bills. Mm. What's going to happen. It's going to be a good game. 
Actually, I like to hear that. It's going to be a good game. I almost picked this. The Bills are going to win. Minus one and a half. Uh, Dak Prescott just ain't built for Buffalo. I hope it snows. I have no clue what the weather is, but I I feel snow in the forecast. (laughs) That's why I didn't bet it. (laughs) I honestly, Tony, Tony, can we get a weather report? Yeah, Tony, let's Uh, look up some weather on this. And let's let's be real here. Sean McDermott needs to win some football games. If Sean McDermott wins the, misses the playoffs this year, he's probably getting fired because that's a team that's been really on the edge every year and just has not been able to push through. And then to take a step back now, that's just detrimental right now. Um, two things could happen if they don't. He's gone and Diggs is gone because Diggs is not a patient person, and he sure. he would he would want to leave and go to a better offense. Google tells me that at around 8 o'clock p.m. on Sunday, what time is this game? It's at 426. Okay, at 4 o'clock on Sunday, it'll be about 49 degrees and cloudy in Buffalo. Fine. Damn it, Great football weather. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Bills minus one and a half. Fuck the goddamn Cowboys, dude. Of course they beat the fucking Eagles this week. Motherfuckers, man. I hate this shit. Go hear about uh, fucking Dak Prescott and fucking Micah Parsons. Sunday, one o'clock. Fucking the Jets. Skip oh, Jesus Christ. Go to Miami. Uh, uh, here we go, Tony. Thirty-seven and a half is the over/under, and I'm taking the under. What the fuck? Zach Wilson. It was a flash. Okay, it happens every once in a while. He's not putting up three hundred and two against the. Dolphins at home. Not going to happen. But also, the Jets shut down teams. Tyreek Hill. Did you see how this line has fluctuated like five times in the last couple days? Nobody knows if Tyreek Hill is going to actually play. He he came back in the game, but he said that he was hurt. Um, there's potential that he could miss. And then Jalen Waddell, he's like modern-day Julio Jones. He's always hurt. Permanent question, questionable tag. Just pop it right on him. I like the under on this one. I think both teams are going to struggle to move the ball. That's going to be an ugly game. 37 and a half, take the under. Final game of the week. We are diving into prime time again for like the third week in a row. Uh, Philadelphia travels to Seattle. Uh, Geno Smith still questionable with a concussion, I believe. I think he'll probably be playing. Uh, Philadelphia is going to bounce back here. Um, Unfortunately, they lost to a shit football team this week. Mm-hmm. But so they're going to come in real pissed off. Eagles minus three and a half at Seattle. No brainer. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Tush push. Jalen Hurts could tush push for like six touchdowns. Plus or minus. <laughs> yep. I like that. Um, I did three unders. Here's my over. Four o'clock late slate. The commanders go into L.A. and play the Rams. Matt Stafford's on fire right now. Washington's secondary is horrible. Sam Howell throws it 743 times a game, and he's going to put up some yards, and you can throw on the Rams right now. So this game is 50 and a half. So Vegas knows there's going to be some points scored in this game. Um, that is why I'm taking the over. Okay. Uh, Matt Stafford looked great last week. He's looked great the last few weeks. 
Cooper Cup healthy again. Puka Nakua, just dominant. Kyron Williams healthy. And then Sam Howell's got, we've talked about it before, just a slew of guys. Everybody healthy right now. Um, so I think this is going to be potentially maybe one of the shootouts of the week. I love it. 15 and a half, take the over. By the way, Rams, I've, I've talked about the Rams all year about being better than what people think. They're tied for the seventh seed in the NFC. I could see the Rams sneaking into the NFC Championship this year if they can get healthy and if Matt Stafford's rolling. Absolutely. Love that, to see the Rams. That team is all about, like, if Stafford is healthy, that team is just always in it. Yep. Always. Yes, absolutely. Okay, I did a parlay this week. <clears throat> and I've had some good luck with, with DraftKings recently, so I put a little more on it than I normally do. Kansas City Ooh. Chiefs. Chiefs minus seven and a half at Patriots. Eagles minus four at Seahawks. I'm pretty confident in those. I'm a little worried about the seven and a half, but I think it's a 10-point game. And over 50 and a half, Commanders Rams, plus 608. I put $45 on it. Put me at an even number in my account. So $45 pays 318 big boys. It puts you at an even number in your account, and that amount is zero. No, it's he's not putting zero. it all on the line. <laughs> not hey, Tony, chat wants to know what you're doing with my trophy in your room. Excuse me. Uh, you didn't make the playoffs, motherfucker. I'm rebuilding. <laughs> I won the Super Bowl, and it's time to rebuild. All right, I'll get the trophy. Let's take a look. Here we go, Smiles. Here's the trophy. This is uh, this is the trophy for our home league. It's this is a dynasty league that started in 2017, and you'll see. Oh, I can't put. Oh no. Um, I doxed myself there. Uh, what? I can't put my whole name on there. It's broadcast why? on the internet. That's why. Yeah, this is the trophy. It's a. Uh, is it ten team dynasty league? Ten team. Yep. Yeah. That part kind of stinks. I wish it was twelve, but. It was kind of Me expensive, too. kind of expensive stakes, and I had a hard time getting it started. It actually started with eight teams, and then we did an expansion draft to add the two more. Maybe one day we'll get two more to make it a twelve-team league. Expansion yeah. draft sounds fun. I thought Tony, it was fun. I I like that it's shaping up. Well, I'm not even going to say it out loud. Never mind. Yeah, don't no talk playoff jinxes for me. Don't talk yep. about it. We have no shot. No, I was going to talk about us. Nope. We both, we both suck. Have done decent this year. We suck. <laughs> and both of us don't have to watch football for that league this week. We They're are, just facts. We are both at risk of losing this week, and we're not even playing another team. What does that mean? I'm just saying. I'm not going to talk shit right now. Okay. I'm not. I'm just stating facts that we don't. I don't even want to say it out loud. It's a big league, okay? Okay. All right. All right. Anybody else? Just, yeah. Yeah, I got the first pick in the draft in this league. Yeah, it's because your team sucks, Corey. Is that why you were asking earlier? Hey, what? I was just looking back because we were talking about Rasheed Rice during this episode. You guys remember what I traded for Rasheed Rice? Yeah, I remember. I it traded Debo and got Rasheed Rice and David Montgomery, who's been who ended up being hurt half the season. But I'm I'm not upset about that trade. 
I think that trade ended up being pretty fair. I think so too. Because Debo has been doing pretty well. Recently, pretty well, great recently. recently. Yeah, he, I was really worried that that I got the wrong end of that deal. But recently, it's exactly what I needed. I upgraded my starter position. Oh, that was with you, Tony? Yeah, that was with me. I feel like Debo's one of those guys you can always slap the questionable tag on. I feel like he's always questionable. No? Yep. Yeah, he's always yep, questionable. I agree. God, I feel like there's something else I was going to bring up before we logged off. Oh, uh, Tony, you want to see if Chad wants to hang around and help us with the grid real quick after the podcast is over? Yeah, that's fine. All right, hang around, chat. We'll do the grid and help us out. Wrong button. What in the... You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform what? and follow us at Huddle Up NFL <laughs> and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. Three.